This is the Customer Acquisition Show, the podcast that helps you turn complete strangers into repeat customers and grow your business. Have you seen much in the way of Google Ads account suspension? For our accounts, we have not seen anything like that. But I can say if you are complied with the policies of the business vertical that you are running ads to and you are not a serial policy violator, I think you should not worry about those. But specific niche, which are like very policy sensitive, I would say you should be very, very careful around the policy violation, ad disapproval and things like that and try to avoid those as much as you can. For an advertiser, it is very essential, I believe, nowadays to have your business verified and everything that Google asks. I mean, if you are running ads in financial niche, you need to have that financial advertiser verification and things like that to make sure that your account does not get suspended. Also, payment is another thing. You should not be having those payment-related issues where your payment is due and ads stopped running and had been happening multiple times. So stay careful around the policy issues and payment-related issues. I think you're, you're good. Yeah, I think Google actually got more stricter when it comes to the policy implementation. Recently only, I think I had read somewhere and I would recommend that person who would ask the question and go and look for the last one month, I think, announcements on the Google page. And there was this article that I had read was certain criteria which have become more stricter and you have to really follow the policies. Otherwise, your account is going to get suspended. And I was hearing a lot on the LinkedIn also that a lot of people have gone through that. Go read that article. All right. Here's a question. I imagine Sarah is probably a good one to ask her on this one. Does one keyword per ad group, is that a good strategy to keep the campaign in your control, even if we're using automated bid strategy? Sorry, do you have any experience running SCAG ads? Yeah, like single keyword ad group structure was one of my favorite structure like two years, three years back. I think 2020, 21 also, I think we used to run single keyword ad groups and it performed really, really well. Now coming back to 2023, now is a time where Google is giving more importance towards broad match with smart bidding and everything that has came up with the single keyword ad group structure. Oftentimes what we see is since we're targeting exacts and phrase mostly in that structure, oftentimes we see we are paying a very, very high average CPC compared to how much we are paying for broad match. So that is one distinction. But also, I would not say it is completely dead. I'm still getting good results in some of this account using this structure. And I did some experiment in some of my accounts where the client was running a single keyword ad group structure before. And I transitioned it and tried new experiment using broad match. So now I did that in two campaign. One had a budget. One campaign had a budget of one thousand five hundred dollar a day, and another have a small budget of two hundred dollar a day. So what I see overall, like the campaign which had a large budget, like thousand five hundred a day, did really well with broad match keywords because it was getting more clicks and Google was getting more signal to optimize those broad match. But the campaign where I had small budget, like 150 a day, that campaign is still doing much, much better with that previous single keyword ad group structure. 
So I would still say like it's not completely relevant still in 2023. You can try it if you know your target audience, if you know what you are doing and if you have a limited budget. But if you have budget and if you want to expand and scale, I think broad match and this broad match structures are way to go. Because these exact and phrases are not not really scalable after some time. Got it. All right. So kind of go back to some speculation that we were talking about a little bit previous with keywords going away. And then something that Roshna, you had said as potential topic for today is like making your websites better. Do you see a link or a point where Google doesn't care about keywords? You just give them the web page and it builds keywords based off of the web page? It's already happening on Performance Max. It's becoming more like you give your website and certain assets which are going to be created with your website. So you don't even have to give assets anymore. So, of course, the conversion tracking is going to be there and everything, but it's already happening and it's these things are already rolled down. And so, it comes to a point where you'll not really survive on the Google ads if you don't have a good website. So if you don't have a good website, Google would never know what your audience is. You do not have good assets to test. You'll be already so much behind. So irrespective of how much money you have to throw in there and test, test, test. But if you don't have a good website, you're already um, going to lose the game. This is getting a little bit like the thing that we're really excited about, SGE. Like, How important is the website going to be for that? And what is SGE? So SGE is basically search generative experience, which is where Google is moving forward with all the latest AI updates that we've been hearing on the Google search page. So when you go to the search page now, things have changed a lot. Like it's more about the AI is actually giving the responses Although it has always been like AI, but it's more like uh, generative interactive AI, which you can talk to and you can actually explain what you're looking at. So this changes in a way that we still don't know how it would look like, but we have this glimpse of what you know we are moving forward with. So now it's more like there is this above the fold of the page, there's this AI generated uh, content where you have site links to where the content has been pulled. And that's where how the ads are going to get inserted into that, we still don't know. It's how it would look like. So earlier, what used to happen is there's this thing which we know, SEO, where your metadata gets pulled and you rank organically and that's how you used to rank either first, second or third. But now it's not the algorithm which is applicable on the generator of responses, the AI responses. It's completely different. So what are those categories? And if your website is not ready to rank and go through that algorithm, then you are losing. Like you won't really be on that AI response. So that brings me to the other thing is also like there is this priority placement. So we used to know there is these four ranks on the search, which used to come on the organic above the organic, which we used to fight for. Now there is another placement, which is more of a priority placement, which is generated by the AI. And so if AI, if you have to rank there, then your website has to be pretty good that the AI can understand what you exactly sell. So that's why there's so many unanswered questions. And one thing that we definitely know is that Google is not going to be something completely dismissing ads structure. That's definitely because that's the whole monetization for Google. 
What do I do if my campaign is not using the whole daily budget? My keyword search volume, 1K and above. It depends what bidding strategy you're using before we can answer here. So if the search volume is 1K and above, and it also would be interesting, there's a lot of factors that could be affecting this. So Google's, if you have a target ROAS or target CPA and Google is not hitting the daily budget, it's likely going to be that your target CPA and your target ROAS, you need to relax that or try taking it off so it can hit the daily budget. If you're using manual bidding, it's going to be that your bids aren't high enough. And you can also look at your column for search impression share lost and have a look how much is lost due to rank or how much is lost due to budget. If you have, say, 30 to 40% impression share lost due to budget, which unlikely if the campaign's not spending, then that's an easy fix. But if it's due to rank, then it's going to be due to things like your ads, how relevant they are and how well you're writing those ads to match the keywords. Because if the ads aren't written in, if the ads are, if the ads are poor, poorly written, then Google's not going to show them as much or they're not going to get as much clicks. And then the campaign's not going to spend its full budget. We had a follow-up question, I think, that was in response to that, which is exactly what you asked right off the bat, is what bidding strategy oh, are you yeah. using? Yeah, so you were right on. So what about this? Which niche is more in demand in the U.S. right now to target for PPC marketing? Am I the only one in the U.S.? I'm close. Ollie is in the U.S. Well, Ollie's exotic. He's sort of half the time in the U.S., <laughs> half, in, half the time in New York and Miami, and half the time in Belgium. Um, one leg in Belgium, one in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so which niche is more demanding in U.S. right now? So when you say more in demand, I think that's what the question is. So more mm -hmm. more demanding or more in demand? I think it's the question is more in demand. That's I think it's the, the platform, which particular platform is popular in PPC. What niche? Okay, so is that we're talking like personal injury law? e-commerce that's a really good question i think they yeah. all are yeah. <laughs> to be honest i think every niche i think the question is if you're looking to niche down that's that can be a good idea what niche do you want to go into and in terms of being in demand here's why google ads is so in demand right now because of all the changes that have happened and as we were talking about at the beginning some of the features that have been updated a lot of advertisers who were tr doing their ads in-house before are just like we can't keep up with all these changes it's what we were doing before we knew how to do that now with all these match type changes and ai and performance max how, you know, they're just like how do we do this so that means google advertisers who are up to date know how to use these new features going to be in demand so then that's for any niche. Hopefully that answers answers those questions. If anybody else has any more questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. Any thoughts on anything we've talked about? At least three of the four of us can answer them. I'll be the odd man out, but I'll throw in my opinion if I can. So what else has been going on with Google? I know we briefly talked about location targeting. That was a topic, I think, last month when we all got together. Is anything new developed there? Location targeting is just that Google has pulled back on that people interested in. There was a bit of a confusion that you can go beyond 
the location targeting that you've selected, which was a default and also recommended by Google. And that's where most of the budgets were going for most of the campaigns. And so right now, I'm not really sure exactly when that is going to be rolled out, but they're definitely taking away that option where you can target the location, the audience who is interested in the location that you have selected. For example, I've selected Canada and then I can my ads can be shown to a person who's sitting in Ecuador, but the person is interested in Canada because they looked for the capital of Canada one day on Google. That's where that setting, I think I'm, it's good that it's going away um, because you'll have more control on them. We got another question coming in. I, I, it's not surprising, but this one's about AI. I feel like we we can't ever go through a show without talking AI these days. So what is everyone's thoughts on what search ads will look like in the future with all of the AI wars happening? We were touching on this earlier about the keywordless future, and it's quite possible. You can already create keywordless campaigns with Dynamics search ads and Performance Max. You're not actually entering the keywords. This is where we may be heading. You create a campaign, you put in a bunch of keywords as signals, but I think they're not going to work. And I can't prove this, but it's just my two cents of where I think we're heading. You put in a bunch of keywords related to your product, what people might be searching for. Google says, oh, that's very nice. Thank you for those keywords. Now we're going to go off and do our own thing. But thank you for the little hint of where you want us to go. We're actually going to go and take over from here. So where previously you would put a keyword in, that's how Google will trigger you. You had a lot of control. So that's where I think we're heading. I think the keywords are going to change from being keywords to more like signals. It's like saying to Google, hey, go and start here for people who search for these things. And then it's going to go, oh, jolly good. I'll go do that. But just know I'm going to go way beyond those and your nice little keywords there. Thank you. But I'm going to do much better. Yeah. So it sounds like it's going to operate a lot. Something like chat GPT where it's, you give it a prompt, it does the work. Just, yeah. it's, it's mind-blowing. You think about it. And this is the thing. As long as Google has a goal, which is an event that happens basically in a web browser where somebody makes a purchase, cool, that's the event it wants. And then it's going to track all the different journeys to get to that across the internet and possibly now even outside of the internet for out-of-home advertising. And it sees that goal and it's just going to learn. It's a learning machine. How did it get there? Okay, And then you think of AI creating the ads, creating the images. I think that's where we're heading. So it's, I think it's all going to be about putting the right inputs in, really understanding the customers and guiding the algorithms. Algorithm, I think a great word I love, it's somebody said, we're not, we're not going to be media by turning into algorithm jockeys. So we're writing the, <laughs> we're writing the, we're writing the algorithm and just steering it in the direction we want it to go. You were talking about how you're working on scaling one of our supplement brands using Pmax. That's some interesting mm-hmm. thoughts about that plus shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really interesting. And we've seen this to John, my friend John there from Solutions 8 has seen the same thing. So Performance Max, it has a target, okay? And in e-commerce, that's likely going to be a target ROAS, max conversion value with a target ROAS. So now imagine you have a business where you have repeat customers, okay, who 
are subscribing or every month they come and buy. What can happen with Performance Max when it has a ROAS is it starts seeing that the return customers convert really well and have a super high ROAS. What's it going to do? Aha! All these people searching, what's going to allow it to hit its target ROAS? It's going to go for the returning customers. Okay, that can be a problem because those people may have bought anyway and it's the top of the funnel starts, it stops being filled up. Now, you can get around this by removing the target ROAS, but still, it's a problem. So in some cases, it's actually more beneficial to test standard shopping to see if that gets a better cost per acquisition, get new customers. Now, this depends on the account, okay? Because we've actually seen with one account that we've had a consistently great cost per acquisition for running Performance Max with a target ROAS with a subscription-based business with a high returning customer rate. Really interesting because you'd think Performance Max would fall into that hole of, okay, we're only going to target people who are like searching for brand or coming back. We actually found the opposite when we've run standard shopping campaigns. Those campaigns have gone after the existing customers and the CAC has been terrible. High ROAS, but it's like these aren't new customers. So it depends, but it's something Google has for Performance Max. You can run a new customers only campaign and we've tested this. Now, shout out here to our friends at Wicked Reports. We actually use Wicked Reports with this particular client and we defer to Wicked Reports, the data they have there and we see we have two Performance Max campaigns running. One is the standard and one is new customers only. And Wicked Reports tells us that the standard campaign is actually has the best cost per acquisition for new customers. We're like, okay, that's good. No, that's good to see. And so we're able to run standard PMAX there with, and not worry about it just going after existing customers. But it's definitely something uh, to be careful of because if you do have a high returning customer rate and a subscription-based business, then Performance Max can fall in that hole. Mm. With high ticket, with high ticket, like once-only purchases, it's not really going to be a problem because say you're selling air conditioners, people buy one every, hopefully every 10 years or like five years, years, it's usually, it's years, then it's not a problem because it's nobody buys an air conditioner every month. So it's Google's just going to go out and find new customers. When you have like supplements or beauty products or something that's like you could buy every month, then it's you just need to be careful of that because Performance Max can be like, hey, look, I've got a 5X ROAS, but it's going to be targeting people who would have bought anyway and you're not filling up that top of the funnel. So something to be aware of there. It's like a characteristic that we often like clients of like, we got to scale our retargeting because it has such a high ROAS. Like, <laughs> and it's like brand, brand campaigns. Yeah. It's really important for businesses to understand uh, brand campaigns in Google Ads. So if somebody's searching for your brand, that's going to be a high ROAS. It should be. And sometimes too, the client says, hey, that's like a 10x ROAS. Let's scale that. 
we can't. <laughs> it depends how many people are searching for your brand. Where actually, what you want to do with brand campaigns is get the maximum impression share. That's the metric to look at. Okay, but at the lowest cost, because you want to get plus ninety percent impression share. Higher, great, and you're going to get a high ROAS. Manual bidding. This is something that we generally use as a best practice for brand campaigns. We use manual bidding, maybe within. Okay, going to the weeds, but manual bidding, okay? And that way we can usually get brand traffic at the lowest cost, still capture all the impressions, get the really high ROAS. But when you use smart bidding with a brand campaign, Google's going to inflate the cost per click and you're going to be overpaying for your brand traffic. But again, yeah, like you said, sometimes like the ROAS is so high and it's, let's scale that. It's like, no, that's not the idea. We've got to scale the campaigns that are going after new people and, and scale there. Thanks for listening to the Customer Acquisition Show. Take the next step toward growing your customer base. Visit tier11.com and request your customized growth plan. And remember to hit the follow button so you can be notified of future episodes.